Hey, so we're having a real debate right here. I am non-binary. I am a non-binary woman. I have a vagina owner. And my husband tells me consistently that he is a cis man that likes vagina. And that's how he identifies, as a straight cis man. I find it offensive that my husband sees himself as straight when he's married to someone who is non-binary. I'm not a woman, so you're not straight. You're actually queer. And he won't acknowledge that. He won't give me the acceptance of, yes, I understand we are a queer marriage and I am in inherently queer because I am attracted to all vagina owners, not just girls. He likes non-binary spectrum women, non-binary people, no gender, that have a vagina. He just likes vagina. He just does not like penis. So what he's saying is kind of an insult to the LGBT community, honestly. It is to me that he's not willing to accept our marriage is queer because I'm non-binary and I'm pansexual. He would inherently be pansexual. Am I wrong? Because he likes anyone, not based on genitalia, but he likes them for who they are in the heart. And he likes vagina owners. So what is he? And is this offensive? Is it offensive? Welcome back to Unauthorized Opinions. The only Christmas Eve live stream that will open with a non-binary manifesto such as this one. We've got our hat on. We're two minutes late. Maybe a bit more late because we're figuring out the new computer here. New computers, you know, they're a lot of fun, but they're also a lot of work unauthorizedopinions.com, uopod.com, streaming, X, formerly known as Twitter, just like Prince, YouTube, uh, Rumble, we love you, Rumble, maybe on Getter, we never know, and of course, the Twitch people, we can never forget about them, and if you're watching or listening on Spotify, if you're listening on Google or Apple Podcasts, or even iHeartRadio, we thank you as well, uopod.com, patreon.com, slash uopod, this non-binary woman, and man, we've got so much to talk about. Justin Trudeau, Pierre Polyev, are college degrees even worth it anymore? That's a viral meme that's going on around the world. Um, this non-binary woman whose husband is allegedly queer, according to her. This is how far we've come. It's Christmas season. I don't know when this was posted, but it's Christmas season. We're posting stuff that her husband's mad because he thinks he's straight. This is where we're at. You can be a straight man. I'm going to presume white. I'm going to be racist and presume white just based off her being white. We've got a straight man who is tolerant enough and kind enough to his crazy wife that she says, I'm non-binary. I'm uh, on the queer spectrum. He says, whatever, dear. I love you regardless. We will go celebrate Kwanzaa next year, I guess. An another made-up thing, just like being non-binary. And that's not enough. She's got... You know, she's got her spin class that she doesn't go to. She's got her hot yoga that she doesn't go to. She's going to the, you know, the farm fresh grocery stores where things are $6 more expensive than they should be. 
even though they're the same thing. She's got all these things going, and that's not enough. She's like, my identity needs to be more than just this girl who doesn't... Uh, who doesn't show up to these classes she's paid for or her husband pays for. She's also non-binary and that's not enough. Not only is she not non-binary, she also needs to be in a queer relationship. So her husband just accepting her insanity is not enough. The idea of non-binary is of course nonsensical in its own. So on one hand in the gender ide ideology, there is no gender. There is unlimited genders. There's no genders. But on the face of it, you can't tell a person what their gender is, right? So you can be male, female, you can be um, Z, Zer, Zay, Zem. You can be all these things. But to be non-binary would be to admit that there's one of two choices, right? Zero or one in the binary, in this case, male or female. But she's neither of those. So she's saying she's on the non-binary spectrum, which of course doesn't make sense. So she's just a girl who, who needs... She's just a plain old white girl, folks. She woke up and she's just the Milky Way again today. Mayonnaise. And she woke up and that's not enough. So now she's non-binary. So she wants her husband to be queer with her. And she's taken, she's taken this opinion for him that... It's not, it's not that he doesn't like dudes. It's not like that he doesn't like transgendered people. He... Uh, he likes just anyone with a vagina. So that's her claim here is my husband doesn't, my husband doesn't actually care if it's a man or a woman, a man or a woman quote air quotes. He doesn't care who's got the vagina. It's just the fact that they have one. So, so bear with me here as we try to figure this out in real time. She's trying to claim that her husband who says he's straight actually isn't straight because she says she's not a woman. So since she says she's not a woman, his opinion doesn't matter. That's what she's saying. He doesn't get to have a perspective of viewpoint of his wife being a woman because she says she's not a woman and therefore she's not. So therefore, any per he must be into any person with a vagina. I'm clearly not a woman, says this girl with a septum piercing who's holding on to her youth. I'm not a woman, so therefore he it must not be about me being a woman. It must be about me having a vagina. And maybe one time in passing he said he was cornered and he got put into a spot where he had to just break it down as easily as possible and say, I just like vagina. I'm getting very trumped. I just like vagina. That's all. But that wasn't good enough. So she took this interpretation of his to... To be so literally that she thought that it meant that anyone who has a vagina, whether it's, you know, a guy who's three hole punched in there, or maybe in this case, it's a single hole punch. So offensive for Christmas Eve, am I right? She's taking this to mean that she does not equal a woman to him, so therefore any person with a vagina is fine with him. This is where we're at. This is where men are at. And if you look around, you look at commercials, you see mostly non-cisgender, straight man, whatever that means. You look on TV shows. You look at who's pushed in the media. And then you you juxt juxtapose that with this guy who's who's so willing to put up with anything that he's willing to claim that he's straight while being with a woman who's non-binary. And by that I mean he's straight enough to outwardly say that he's straight to his non-binary wife yet still be with her, and he's still... He's still trampled on. So this girl has watched so many TikTok videos that she thinks she is in the right to not only in, enforce the idea that she is somehow not a woman by claiming, just claiming so. 
but also that her husband is not allowed to have the gender that he claims. So she's allowed to have it, whatever it might be. She's a she's a Washington Commanders football player on Sundays, but he's not allowed to say he's a New England Patriot on Wednesdays. It doesn't make any sense. And this is where men have been pushed to in this society. And I think that what ends up happening inevitably, and let me know in the, the chat if, if you think I'm right on this, what happens inevitably with these women and these men is that either the men the man takes so much abuse that he's not willing to adhere to the MSNBC logic anymore, the bald women who are powerhouses over at MSNBC, and he just get up gets up and leaves her, and she can't understand why because he's been going along with this the whole time, or she ends up leaving him because she's so weak. If you're a man who's so weak that your girlfriend or your wife can just say, you're not even straight, you might say you're straight, you might say that I'm a woman, but I'm actually not a woman and you're not even straight. She's going to say, hey, this guy's pretty weak. Because he's, she's going to be able to get him to say that mustard is mayonnaise. You see what I'm saying? She's going to find out that this guy's so weak that she can do anything. And what this girl's actually looking for, and we're not going to get into Sean Connery territory here, James Bond watchers, but what she's actually looking for is the guy to say, no, you're not non-binary. You're not just a person with a vagina. You're a woman, and as a woman, I am a straight man. And all this stuff, this is actually just not conducive of your time. He needs to tell her that what you're doing by sticking this camera in your face, assumingly it's cold out. She's got a she's got a winter coat on here. He needs to tell her this is not conducive of her time, and therefore you shouldn't be speaking into t- to TikTok into the void with 11 likes. I don't know how libs of TikTok find these things. But you shouldn't be speaking into the camera, into the void for nobody to care about. You should actually be going to that class. Or you should actually be comparing the prices between the grocery stores or what you're dropping at. Do something that is of a woman. This is what this woman wants secretly, non-binarily. This is actually what she wants because... It's screaming off of her. The sadness in one's eyes when they say, I'm not actually a woman, I'm non-binary. When you know that this girl didn't believe this until yesterday, until she downloaded TikTok, you know that people want this advice. And whether it's a man or a woman, there needs to be people in their lives who say, you know what, you're not actually just a random human being with a vagina. You are a girl. And there needs to be some brosive in this guy's life that says, dude, if your wife's going to tell you that you're not straight, you need to leave her. Or you need to do something about this. You can't just take this. She's going on the internet telling people that you're queer. Telling you that you're in a non-binary marriage. You need to do something about this. So a lot of people are lacking these authoritative voices, to use a YouTube term, in their lives. And they need them. Whereas 20 years ago, you might have had you know six guy friends that call you a moron for allowing this. Now it's probably down to one. Unless you li- live and operate in cer- certain circles. Now it's probably down to one. You probably see him as a disgusting, you know, right-wing bigot. He probably has a Zin packet in his mouth right now. Um, he dares to use gasoline cars and doesn't plan on going electric. He's not worried about going electric. He might even, He might even not spend all his time shoe shopping. That's who that one friend is. And we need more of those friends. Now, to transition to one of those friends is Justin Trudeau. Not true, but we can get into Justin Trudeau now, I think. Justin Trudeau, 
I mean, we could go into the let's let's save Trudy. Let's tr save Trudy for the Christmas spirit. I'm going to let you see his face here just for one second, so you know exactly what you're getting into. This is the Justin Trudeau message you're going to get in I don't know 10, 15 minutes time. Okay, this is how Justin Trudeau is going to speak to you. It's probably going to be a little lispy. It's probably going to be a little complainy. There's probably going to be some social justice in there, but that's the Trudeau you're going to get in a few minutes. What I want to show you right now is this thing going around the internets. Both that was Alex Jones and George Bush. The internets, both of them, George Bush. The thing going on right now is both left and right wing sources, and I looked the looked this up. They're both saying you don't need a college degree anymore, and that seems odd. That college is all they push you towards. College is the place where you learn the best things. You learn about your racial identity. You learn about your gender ideology, so you can marry a straight guy and tell him he's he's gay. And you pump a hundred grand into the system that doesn't like you. So there's got to be something wrong with it, right? But if you go to a right-wing source like Fox News, they're going to tell you what they want to hear. And I don't like doing this. Fox News, digital content, usually, most places digital content, except for the MSNBCs and the Jubilees, they're usually pretty straightforward. There's no time. you got to get the story out. It's hard to write a full-blown bias into it. But here we can, I will show you two examples of both sides telling you something because they want to tell you something, right? U.S. companies increasingly eliminate college degrees as a requirement amid out-of-school costs. Now, I'm not saying that not all of this can be true at the same time, but here's the Fox News perspective. American businesses are increasingly eliminating college degrees as part of the requirements for corporate roles, which is part of a wider trend in the U.S. job market that is de-emphasizing the value of a four-year diploma, according to experts. Now, let's just go ahead and just jump over to Forbes. This is how dropping college degree requirements unlocked potentials. Now, on the face of it, you might say that sounds like the same thing. But, I mean, how far do we have to scroll into the page to know what the left-wing source in Forbes wants to tell you about this? The numbers don't add up. While fewer than 40% of Americans hold bachelor's degrees, research indicates the majority of jobs still require one. With near-historic levels of job openings, Fortune 500 companies, federal and state governments, and even startups are rethinking the emphasis on degrees when hiring opening the doors to workers who have aptitudes and mindsets that make them able to able and eager to contribute. And how long do you think we get into social justice? The degree barrier disrespects worker dignity because it keeps many qualified workers from entering jobs that would put them in the middle class and causes individuals to question their worth despite years of experience. Brandy Grace and LaShawn and Lewis exemplify why companies could make this move, not only for their bottom lines, but for the benefit of workers and their communities. LaShawn knows firsthand how degree requirements hold a person back. After high school, she left home in East St. Louis, Illinois for college in Northern Michigan, when she earned a full scholarship and got top marks. Financial pressures and isolation she experienced being one of the few black students on campus took a toll. Lewis left school. So we know where this is going, right? She's bald. She's a black lesbian, we're thinking. Nobody's saying that. That might say somewhere in here. She was referred to other after-school providers that needed tutors. Lewis left work. She wanted to find a higher-level job, but she couldn't. Finally, after 10 years, two professors told her a launch code, a nonprofit that offers paid apprenticeship placements. So we know what this say is, is saying, right? Now let's jump back to Fox. Fox is just like venture capitalist and author of the book, Paper Belt on Fire, is a proponent of alternatives to the higher education system. 
I think that this has hobbled the passions and dreams of a lot of people. I think that's why we see a political struggle to cancel the debt. But the most aggravating part is that everyone's paying attention to the poor students who are billed. But no one is blaming the universities themselves for teaching worthless things or providing the sort of career advice they should. Now, we've got two different, wildly different perspectives here, right? Right-wing perspectives, of course they're stopping hiring people or they're lowering the amount of people that they hire with bachelor's degrees because you don't really learn a lot in college these days unless you're going for a trade or something very specific and hyper-focused. And so why would we hire these people and why would we waste time on these people when all they do is come in and implicate and uh, implement DEI programs? Why would we do that? Right-wing perspective. Forbes perspective and other left-wing outlets that you might find. They say, we're lowering the job requirements across the country. And this is a great thing, not just because there is knowledge and talent level in people with more experience than education, but because it levels the playing fee playing field for underserved communities and diversity purposes. One of the, the articles I actually read said, we need to increase our workforce to be more diverse and that, and therefore we're lowering the admissions of people with a, with bachelor's degree into our company. And that's just like saying, first of all, it's insulting to those people. They're saying the only way to get you in certain races is if we lower our standards. Because we're not going to admit that the colleges don't actually function properly and, and serve the purpose they may have once served. What we are saying is that in order to let you into our company, in order to get you into our company, we need to lower our standards and become more diverse. Not we need the best people, but we need to be more diverse. And... The reality with these situations are is that the Forbes perspective is actually correct. Not correct in the sense that it's the right thing to do, but correct in the sense of that's what's actually happening. You can go online. I know people looking for jobs, believe it or not. And you can find these places. They're all still looking for bachelor's degree. Don't get me wrong. They're all still doing it. But they all have land acknowledgements. They all have diversity things in the job posting. I don't know why you need to include the fact that you're a diverse workforce in the job posting. It's like you need to send out that bat signal. The you need to send that out right away so that people know you're you're down to play the game. But they're still doing it. And they're not they're not asking for bachelor's degrees because they want people who are educated. They're asking for bachelor's degrees for the same reason that they're putting the virtue signaling in the job posting, because they know that when you come to the company, you're going to play ball. It's it's a real paradox companies are playing these days, or facing these days. One, it's get people that won't rock the boat, and you know they're all going to play in the DEI thing, and we can get more government funding, and the right people are going to deal with us. The credit card companies, the Black Rocks, the Vanguards, everybody's going to play ball with us. But on the second hand, you're getting worse employees, and you're not just getting worse employees because you're lowering the bar in favor of diversity, but you're getting worse employees because all they care about is diversity, and that's their fault. That's the company's fault. They're putting this on their front page. They're putting it on their job postings. They're saying, look how great it is that we're doing all this stuff. But then before you know it, you've, you've sunk $5 million a year into a diversity officer, um, a diversity team, maybe a strength and conditioning coach diversity sector, uh, an offensive diversity offensive lineman coach. I don't know, whatever you might put it into. But that's where they're ending up. So these companies, first of all, it's going to show you how much money these companies have to waste. But secondly, that's going to show you that, you know, very quickly they're looking for people who aren't 
you know, just just here to to push the DEI envelope forward. And and that's where the right wing articles and media get it wrong on this. The right wing media says, look at this. They're ending the search for so many bachelor's degrees because they're not getting the workforce they're looking for. They're they're realizing that everybody in university is if not everybody, but a lot of the people coming from university are obsessed with diversity and gender and everything. That's not true. They're not sick of it. They may want it. They may want the better workers. They may want the people who don't have bachelor's degree that have real experience, but they're not going to stop looking for it. This idea that, to use a Lord of the Rings reference, the Eagles are coming. They're going to come save us. The Eagles at the end of the Lord of the Rings movies and the Hobbits movies, the gigantic birds always swoop in and save the day. Kind of a crutch token, if I may, if I may say so. But the idea that the Eagles are always going to come and save you is one of the reasons why people lose elections. It's one of the reasons why people don't try in municipal scenarios. Because, you know, so at some point, these people are going to come to their senses, right? These businesses are going to, you know, realize that these people suck, that they're bringing in from university into liberal arts and female studies and Zimbabwe and hoarder culture. No, Zimbabwe is probably pretty based. But they're not going to realize it. They may internally realize that the people there probably know, but they are willing to blow this money on it to save face, to do business with the big banks, the, the like I mentioned, the Black Rocks, the the big money lenders, the uh, the venture capitalists. They're willing to play money with these people, play ball with these people, to get the money and to get the access and to be on that list and to meet Klaus Schwab in his dimly lit rock cave headquarters they're willing to do this they have the money to burn if you're disney and and you've gone this far shitting the bed and pumping out garbage after garbage of diversity ridden movies if disney can do it losing all that money then you better believe these big multinational corporations can do it losing a fraction of the money and they're going to keep doing it like I said, it's a few million dollars. It shows you how much money they actually have. Just like when Joe Biden, you know, the big guy, sends money to Ukraine, $100 billion, sends money to Israel and Palestine, keep that war going too. It just goes to show you how much money they actually have of yours to spend. When the universities say, hey, in order to stop you guys from protesting, we're going to give you your, um, <laughs> your Stacey Abrams Hall of fanatical left-wing arts they have that much money they're not going to give up their ideological reins just because a few people are are performing really poorly they haven't done that anywhere there's companies that are willing to say hey you can't do this here or hey this isn't effective and you know and you probably know who those companies are they're probably big enough at at this time and uh, this place in time already but for the for all the other companies, they're not going to change and no one's going to come save you. They're going to ride this ship into the iceberg. They're going to say, iceberg, roy ahead. They're going to run into it. The iceberg's going to slice the hull open. They're going to be sinking and the band's still going to be playing. These companies are the band on the Titanic. They're playing till the bitter end and nothing's going to be wrong until... Not even that once that first saxophone starts getting filled up with water, now it's just bubbles and, and keys clicking. They're still pretending this is fine. This song's going to be finished because in a society like this, where we put ideological nonsense first, diversity first in a communist society, pretty much what it's heading towards, you cannot say anything's going wrong. 
You cannot say, hey, let's deviate from this plan. It's starting to go wrong. You've already let the claws be sunken in. And as soon as you go to take it out, they're going to say, hey, what are you, racist? And you're not equipped to defend yourself from this. Coca-Cola. Who else do you want to go with? Disney. You can go with that. CNN. They try it a little bit. They can't. Vice. The NBA. The NHL. These companies, the claws are in and they're not coming out. The roots, the roots of stupidity have strangled them to death. And there's no way out. They're not going to try to get out because, you know, it's easier to play with the devil than to escape hell is a phrase I just made up. Thank you very much. We're going to jump over to Justin Trudeau now. And Justin Trudeau's got Christmas wishes for you. And the point of this next segment of, you know, politicians giving their their yuletide <laughs> their yuletide opinions it's nothing anything more than look how silly they are that they think they need to put this out for the christmas spirit now i want you to tell yourself or ask yourself which one of these is actually better is justin trudeau's better or is pierre polyev's who will get to better in terms of sowing the type of country you want to live in merry christmas canada Tis the season to gather with friends and family, to share moments and meals with loved ones, and to give thanks for the blessings in our lives. For Christians, it's also a time to celebrate the birth of Christ and the values he embodied, values like compassion, kindness, and hope. And while the story of Christ is being celebrated by Christians tonight, these values are universal. The holiday season is an opportunity for us all to bring comfort, joy, and light to those who need it most. So let's love our neighbors as we love ourselves and find strength in our differences. Let's give back and extend a helping hand to those who've fallen on hard times. And let's share the warmth of the season with those who are spending the holidays alone this year. That's not just the true spirit of Christmas. It's also the true spirit of Canada. My friends, whether you're continuing family traditions passed on from one generation to the next or embarking on new ones, whether you're hosting a big family gathering or celebrating with a few close friends, I hope your holidays are filled with good cheer, great company, and hope for the year ahead. And to our brave service women and men of the Canadian Armed Forces, the first responders who work round the clock to keep us safe, and to the volunteers who give up their time to make someone else's Christmas merry and bright, thank you. You embody the <laughs> eternal message and timeless truth. Would anybody be going through this on their own? Would anybody make it to a minute 42 on their own without, for the purpose of an, it being for the purpose of analysis? What is he saying? There's 20 seconds left that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Once again, from my family to yours, Merry Christmas. Let's carry the spirit of the holidays into the new year, and let's find new ways to make our communities, our country, and our world a brighter place for everyone in 2024. Slight squint and pan. So, of course, this is where Justin shines. He's he's acting a great, great future for ourselves and our country and people around the world. And it's like, 
the idea that Justin Trudeau is in a spot to have no room for improvement. He doesn't even say a New Year's resolution or anything. Maybe he will. But for him to come on and give this speech is so indicative of where he is in his tenure as the leader of the country. On one hand, he's pretending as if there's no problems and we're going to launch into the new year and say how awesome it is to be him, to be Canadian. It's so blindly arrogant. Up until now, Justin Trudeau has, just like Biden, has done a remarkable job of tearing down a somewhat prosperous country in seven, eight years now. Justin Trudeau, you know, sees people's bank accounts. His family's not with him. He says, from my family to yours, his family's not with him because of who he is and what he does. He's tanked our dollar. He's crippled our energy sector. He's given us paper straws, you guys. Wow, paper straws. He's done all the things wrong. All the decisions you can think of, he's done wrong. The black faces. Of course, that was done before he's prime minister. But up until now, for Justin Trudeau to come up and, and for Christmas and act like nothing's wrong is so arrogant, it's insane. And at the same time, the fact that his a prime ministership, I don't know, prime ministry has gone so poorly that he just gives the most simple Christmas message. That's also a sign of how bad it is, right? He doesn't want anything. He doesn't want anybody to make any sorts of comments about what he's given remarks on. He doesn't want to give any opinions on anything because that's how bad it is. If he was doing good, he'd come out there and say, uh, your Christmas needs to be more diverse. Make sure you wrap your presents with multiple colors. Make sure that uh, you have at least one lesbian at your at your Christmas dinner. Don't even celebrate Christmas if somebody looks at you weird. In fact, cr- chopping down trees is wrong because we have paper straws now. Your tree should be made of plastic for some reason, or maybe of wood. I've drank out of a, a out of a wooden box one time on TV. I was good for it. Those are the sort of things he'd be saying if things were going well for Justin Trudeau. But they're not. So he has to kind of pretend that things are going well. He said the other day that he's not going to resign. But Justin Trudeau, he's probably not even wearing pants in this video. That's how much of a fraud he is. They're just like, Mr. Prime Minister, can you please put on some pants for this? And they say, you know, there might be children watching. And he says he's spoken a, a spliff and he says, My children and my wife left me. I have nothing to live for. I'm not going to wear pants for this stupid video. I'm not going to write about any of the notes you just said. I'm going to say Merry Christmas. Too effing bad. That's what Justin Trudeau is doing. He said he's not going to resign anytime soon. That's insane because he's going to get crushed to the next election, election unless they cheat somehow. But he's now neck and neck with the the Communist Party. Little do you know there's a party more left wing than him in Canada, but that's where he is in the polling. It's never been that low. And he's still just riding three sheets to the wind. He's still standing there without any pants on. He's got a bag of Taco Bell in his left hand. He's about to go smother it in hot sauce, not the fire sauce because that's been discontinued in Canada. Thank you, Justin Trudeau for that. But he's going, he's going there. I really heard the accent. He's going there, bud. He's going to walk down, to the other end, he's going to play his new PlayStation portal that he's hoarding from the consumer. And he's going to say, whatever, I'm still prime minister till the very end. People till the very end, till the Chalupa Supreme sauce is staining his holiday f- 
themed boxers, he's going to go down to the end because they don't care. Now, break. Scene break to Pierre Polyev. Now, Pierre Polyev, what's his situation? He's rising in the polls. He could get a majority. It, it's going to be handed to him, right? He doesn't have to say... Uh, he, he doesn't even have to criticize immigration. He doesn't have to criticize housing. He doesn't have to criticize... He doesn't have to face questions about why he didn't stand up for people who are being put in COVID hotels and forced jabs and all these things. He doesn't have to... He has to give so little effort that the thing he thought of was to hire stylists to make him look cooler. Not going for that look at home, though. But let's see what Pierre Pauly have decided to do for his holiday message of anything. Could have done anything. Four minutes long. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, we're here with our Polya family gift to all of you. And it is the recipe for the Better Than Bailey's Christmas drink. And what's the original name, Anna? Poncho de crema. It's inspired by a poncho de crema. But it's heavily Canadianized and given new and even better ingredients than the original that Anna's family brought here uh, from Venezuela. For one, uh, we use the great Canadian drink Crown Royal, which is probably the most Canadian. Let me just go ahead and say this right away. Who gives a shit, Pierre Polyev? Who gives a shit? Why are you putting out a low-tier 2009 YouTube video about you making a drink? You're not an influencer. Nobody cares about this. Do they go in? Do they go in to talk about anything at the end here? Do they go in and does he have an actual political message of any kind here? Let's find out. We hope that you have a great uh, and Merry Christmas. Look forward to seeing you all in the new year. Cheers. No, nobody gives a shit, Pierre Polyev, okay? This is another stylist or another PR person. I think you should put out, yeah, I think it would be nice if you guys put out a Christmas drink recipe. We'll, and we'll have a little diversity in it. We'll get your wife's um, cultural background onto that. It'll be nice uh, Venezuelan, but Canadian. We don't want to sound like we're not supporting Canadians. This is the conservative party. This is the gay guy they hired for this. This is the conservative party. We don't want full diversity. We want some Canadian support mixed with YouTuber attitudes. No one cares. This isn't, this is, is this the person you want leading you? And yes, it's going to be better than Trudeau if Polyev wins, obviously. But is this the person you want? Is this what you want to do? And, and they, and I don't do it, man. I don't come on here and say, I'm going to make fun of Pierre Polyev today. I'm, this is forced, forced into my feet, okay? Why do we care what drink you're making? And they're going to come out with a defense of, oh, it's fun. What do, you, what do you have a problem with this for? In the grand scheme of things, it's because this is the type of man. This is what they want to push on you. They don't care about the actual problems you're facing. Why does he have to put something else? Somebody tell me what this does, except for try to appeal to like uh, 70 year old women knitting something, um, women that might find him attractive or liberal voters that think, oh, look how he's a cool influencer, just like I want to do. Why would you put this out as a person who's trying to be prime minister? Does this exemplify strength? Does this show intelligence? Does this push your platform? Is this wishing anybody anything? And I'm sure he's got a video out there saying, blah, 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 Christmas, this. But why would you put this out? It's because this is what they they actually care about. The guy hired two stylists to tell him to take off his glasses and, and stop dressing in suits, okay? 
if you were the if you were the shoe in for Prime Minister, just imagine yourself. If you're a guy or a woman, if you're a conservative and you're the shoe in, the shoe in to be the leader of the country, do you need somebody to tell you how to? Dr- is that where your your mind is at? Would you sitting there at home right now? Would you say, you know what I need? I need a stylist who will tell me how to look hipper and younger and cooler and appeal to more people. And I want to put out, among many other things, a video about how to mix a drink. Now, maybe if you're um, an 18 to 25-year-old woman who spends all her day, or men, I'm not even going to discriminate on that one because the boys do it too. The young boys are doing it too. Um Maybe if you're that demographic and you care about that, but nobody wants you to leave the country if you're doing that. Would you do this if you were in that position? Would you just say, I need multiple stylists and YouTube videos about mixing drinks? Or would you think, there's probably more important things for me to put out there. And this isn't one of them because I'm not advancing a YouTube career here. I'm trying to be the leader of the damn country. I mean, if Pierre Polyev was going to put together a get ready with me or I'm going to try on my <laughs> my outfit of the day here, then then maybe we'd be more on board. Maybe we'd want to see him a little bit more naked. Maybe that's what we want Pierre Polyev doing. But no, if you're the guy who's going to be the leader of the country, is this the, the image you want to put forth? I mean, think about any politician you like in the world. And it could be Victor Orban or something. It could be. Matt Gates, Donald Trump. It could be Ron Ron DeSantis. He might put that out. It could be Jim Jordan. I don't even see Jagmeet Singh doing this. He doesn't care. Justin Trudeau didn't even do this. Justin Trudeau didn't think, let me do something. <laughs> let me do something and put it out to be even more like cringy and, and liberalized. This is what they're thinking of. And trust me when I tell you, behind the scenes... At the conservative events, they still think you're mean. They still think the person at home is mean. Have you seen them shut out reporters like the Alexa Lavoie's in Quebec and the Adam Seuss's and such and all these other people, the Mocha Bazurgans, all these other reporters? Have you seen them shut them out? If you haven't, go watch those videos. I won't tell you where they are. But they're still the same. They, they're desperate nerds who desperately want to be liked and they want to be liked by liberals. You know, Doug Ford started this thing. It was a meme. He started the cheesecake making on screen. I love cherry cheesecake and stuff like that, but nobody actually likes that. It's a meme that he's continued on because his brother was seen as very funny and clumsy and bumbling. So he carries on this thing about, I'm a fat guy. I like cheesecake. Ha ha ha. That's the only reason why it works. The movement. And I will say the movement.tm.gov. IO Indian Ocean URL does not care about this. This is what they still care about. They want to make YouTube videos. They want to appeal to the people that will never vote for them. And they care about people being mean on Twitter. Pierre Polyev had the opportunity not a week ago to say that he was going to lower immigration numbers. And what did he say? He said, well, we're going to, we need to build more houses. You guys, he's had the opportunity to say 50,000 times, I was wrong not to stand up for the people. I was wrong not to come out against this stuff. Never says it. When was the last time he was caught with something? Skipping a vote. And then he said, oh, I, I couldn't I couldn't get to the... The internet wasn't working. I couldn't get to the phone. I couldn't make it. 
coasting along at the bottom with the current, you know, riding in neutral. That's where they want to be. They don't want to be strong. They don't want to be contentious. They don't want to be mean. You can't be mean. That's where the Conservative Party of Canada is right now. And it's uh, fairly disturbing. All right, we're going to get to another story here. Let's give a shout out to Unacceptable Chinese person. And that's their name, not me. We're going to give a shout out to everybody viewing on Roomblay, also known as Rumble. And of course, we're going to get a shout out to everybody watching on X, not DMX related programming, but X related programming on the website X. Shout out Mario Lopez, member of the squad now. We all love him. Um, that's where that is. Did you know that there is a bit of an epidemic of women pretending to be high school students? Now, this dates back to the last couple of years, and I want to show you the most recent one. A woman who is a 32-year-old social worker pretended to be a special needs kid and went to three different high school high schools. So she was actually a um what was her job she was a social worker she, she pretend she's 32 years old in boston she pretended to be a foster child in the state care system so in her role as a social worker she allegedly you know fudged a bunch of documents and uh, made a few co phone calls and made schools think she was actually under the care of you know, the state's foster system, the foster children system. And she used this to enroll in multiple uh, high schools, even going as far as saying she was a special needs student. Prosecutors allege that she would use her social worker position to create the fake identity of a teen in custody, backed up by fake emails, documents, and phone numbers. Despite allegedly posing as a teen with significant special education and emotional needs, she still holds several degrees. Her defense attorney said the defendant was never a danger to anyone and attributed the incidents to mental health issues. So that's just one. And the reason I wanted to bring it up because this is a big story lately. And I know through my readings that there has been multiple women who have been posing as children in the last few years. It's a very strange phenomenon. We're going to jump to June of this year. In Louisiana, a 28-year-old woman was arrested and accused of posing a 17-year-old high school student. Um, a 28-year-old woman and her mother were arrested after the 28-year-old posed as a 17-year-old student and enrolled in Hanville High School in Bouette, Louisiana. Let's see if we can play some of this. Well, she says it was a lot of work, but one 14-year-old girl in Arlington, Texas, is now celebrating her high school graduation. Okay, this is and not the story. And if that's not impressive... <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. That woman looked like she could be 28. She was 14 years old. The charge of injuring public records is defined as the intentional removal. School administration received a tip that a female student who was on record as being 17 was in fact in her mid-20s. School administration began an internal investigation and later notified the sheriff's office of their findings. So we got another woman who's 28. We got 32 and 28 in Louisiana, and this one was in... Um, sorry, the social worker was in Boston. Okay, and then we're going to go over to March of this year. I just got a glimpse of myself here, and it looked like I don't know what I was wearing on my head. It's an elf, uh, an elf hat. And, and for a second there, I was like, what am I, what is actually on my head? So here's the other one for March 2023. 
29-year-old woman faces charges for posing as teen in New Jersey high school. A 29-year-old New Jersey woman is facing char- charges over a claim she used false government documents to ploy in a ploy to pose as a teenager at a high school. He Jong Shin was charged with one count of providing a false document after she allegedly submitted a fake birth certificate to the New Brunswick Board of Education. The police department said that Shin provided a fake birth certificate with the intention of enrolling as a juvenile high school student. Now, I was about to ask why a woman would do this. Why would a woman pretend to be in high school? The, the first girl we've got signs towards, she's crazy. She's using her uh, social worker sass to jimmy herself in there. Then we've got another woman who's possibly crazy, posing as a 28-year-old. But then we've got a 29-year-old Chinese woman, and you can only suspect that this is probably a spying operation. She is expected to appear in the Middlesex court hearing on February 16th. Who knows what happened with that? But then we have from 2020, a woman busted for posing as a Boston University uh, student as a spy. She was a female Chinese military officer and she was charged with spying while posing as a student at Boston University. Now, if we're not spying, I would want to know what a woman is doing even the alleged crazy women, what are they doing trying to enroll in high school? Are they trying to relieve the glory years? Are they trying to, you know, get with teenage boys? What is the ostensible reason? Because I know the number one reason men would go and do this, and it would be to dominate a sports. If I'm going back to high school, and, then, you know, I wouldn't have as much of an advantage as I'd hope, especially not in, like, one of these, you know, prep schools. But the number one reason would be to try to dominate. And you could just do this now. I don't even know why these women are pretending because you could just identify it in a place like Boston. You could just say you're 17, say you're trans aged and you can do this. But I would like to know what the ostensible reason is that all these women and there's more than this. You can find more examples than this. If they're not spies, what are they doing? Why do they want to enroll in high school? Why are you forging documents just so you could go to multiple high schools? Is it a tax scheme? Is it so that you can get your uh, children eat for free at Chuck E. Cheese with the old recycled pizza. What is it? So that's something I want you guys to think about over the Christmas holidays is what is it that's causing people to, you know, want these sort of things in their life. That's the overall theme. There was a theme, believe it or not. What's causing people to want these things? What's people, what's causing people to think that other people want these things? What's causing people to enlist in high schools? What's causing big Pierre to think that people want to see mixed drinks. What's causing the non-binary woman to hate her husband so much that she's telling him that he's not straight. It's about influences. And if you're going to let all these things influence you, then you're going to end up being led astray. Okay. If there's not a point, there needs to be a point in your life where you say, Hey, I'm not going to let outside influences, you know, guide me in a direction that I know I truly don't want to be. This girl doesn't want to be non-binary. You know, one of these other girls, they didn't want to enroll in high school so that their mother could save money at Dave and Buster's when they go to pick up old men. And I would hope that Pierre Polyev doesn't want to hire stylists and, you know, do YouTube videos about mixed drinks. I I hope that his team doesn't want to do this. I hope that the people who want to vote for him don't want to do this and don't want to see this. But what are the influences behind this? And these are some things that you need to think about if you're having trouble, you know, finding your pathway in life. Santa Claus teaching moment here. There needs to be a point in your life where you're sort of just like, I'm not going to let people sway who I am. I know who I am. I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm going to go and make my decisions 
and in my career, in my life, based on what I want to do. And this doesn't mean, you know, stomp all over people, have three boyfriends or girlfriends at once. It doesn't mean anything like that, just because it's your feelings, right? The point is, is be confident in who you are. And if things seem questionable to you, and if you're standing there in your living room and you're poised to be the next prime minister and somebody says, let's make a mixed drink video, you should say, hey, do I actually want to do that? Or am I doing this to please my wife because she wants a gay little video of us from Christmas to for uh, she wants the likes, basically. You need to have some resolve in your decision making. So whether it's the woman telling you you're gay, even though you're straight and you're married to a woman (laughs) or it's somebody trying to join into your school force you to join a high school when you're a 29-year-old. Or if it's Justin Trudeau telling you everything's fine. You're the problem. Your racism is the problem. You need to have a moment to yourself and say, is this actually the truth? Because it's getting harder and harder to differentiate, especially on the right-wing side as people infiltrate this with, you know, don't you want to ban this because it's mean? Don't you want to... uh, Uh, Don't you want to send money over to Ukraine? Don't you want to defend this religious war? What do you mean or something? What do you anti this? Anti-Semisonic, as some might say. You need to understand people's motivations, and that's what I'm getting at. Merry Christmas to everyone. Patreon.com slash UOPod. We're going to bring it up. And there's one video here up right now that you can subscribe for and get. And it is a brand new video from Texas with uh, Patreon. Oh no, that's patreon.com. We get we're working at the issues in real time. Patreon.com slash uopod, however, works. Patreon.com doesn't work. But patreon.com slash uopod, you're getting a brand new video. We are four minutes away from getting a brand new video with John Doyle. You can see the secret podcast, the bonus podcast with Anomaly that happened the other day. Look at me, I'm brushing my hair. He's bashful. He's flattered. It's patreon.com slash uopod. You will get in three minutes time if you sign up right now for just a few dollars a month. The um, membership tiers. $2, $5, $7. You will get access to the brand new John Doyle in Texas video. It is uncensored. The YouTube version will not have certain segments, including us firing a bunch of cool guns. You'll get the bonus podcast every week. You get early access to the streeter videos, like the one we put up a couple weeks ago about asking what is a woman at a women's business conference. Hilarious, you might say. So... In just a couple minutes, patreon.com slash uopod, you'll be able to get there. We're going to check out the chat and everything for a couple more minutes before we get to the actual, um, because we want to preview the video for you. We want to be able to show you exactly what's going on. I'm checking all the different websites here. I'm checking the Twitters. I'm checking the Rumbles. We've been demonetized. I think we made it at least 50% of the way through that YouTube, uh, through the podcast on YouTube until demonetization. You know, I'm gonna have to start. Uh, I'm gonna have to start categorizing it as like D Day or something, or V Day, or even the Year Zero time after demonetization. We're just like thirteen demonetization plus thirteen right now. Um, but one of the beautiful things about going to Texas was, and I know I'm t- going on a tangent here because we we're going into bonus overtime here, is that you don't have to worry about that sort of stuff. 
in Texas. You don't have to worry about, you know, um, saying something weird in public. You don't have to worry about somebody being on your ass about something. Something I, I realize is that it's so spread out there. Everybody's just doing their own thing and driving, um, you know, like 30 minutes in the other direction the other day. It's a, it was a Saturday afternoon, 6 PM Christmas weekend. And for some reason there's traffic, right? Just like in indiscriminate places in Canada in other places in the world, they've got it figured out. That's what uh, something else I've been trying to emphasize lately is they figured out things in other places in the world, whether it's the highways, whether it's the spacing uh, of where they place people, where people buy houses, um, food, malls, parking lots, um, courteousness, customer service. They've got it figured out in, in places, people. Let me tell you, Toronto, places in Canada, Montreal that I've been... We don't have it figured out here. Now, granted, the country's only a couple years old, but we don't have it figured out here. And people need to realize that this is exactly downstream of who's elected. It's been so long. How many years have you been alive? That's how long they've done nothing about the highways system in Toronto. That's how long they've gone without fixing the transit in Toronto. That's how long they've gone without, you know, making it affordable in so many places and in New York City and Chicago and Los Angeles. It's because they don't want to. It's because they don't want to do it. They've got it figured out in some places. They've got wider roads. They've got cheaper houses. They've got lots of stuff. Okay, that's all I'm trying to say. And now we're going to go look at the video that we promised you. This is the Patreon bonus video that you're only going to get if you sign up at patreon.com slash uopod. We're going to preview for it for you for a second. And um, you're not going to get this on YouTube. The real video just launched on youtube.com slash Andrew does. But the Patreon bonus video you're only going to get on patreon.com slash uopod, of course. And uh, we'll see you next time. Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Heck Off Hoser. Today we're talking about why disliking Justin Trudeau is explicitly right wing. We're going to be talking about all the reasons why you and your family and all your friends can be doing everything they can to get that hose face out of office, you know? How was that? That was okay. You, you had the pointing down. Typically, we want to shamelessly transition into our, our sponsor, Undertack.com, offer code DOYLE20. Uh, and we, we love Undertack, but it is pretty good. All right, we're here finally after, what, 12, 18 hours of delays from an unnamed Canadian airliner in Dallas, Texas, with the John Doyle. How are you? We're doing well. We're excited to uh, leaf, <laughs> leaf Canadian shoot gun. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be shooting some guns here. Very, well, not foreign to me. I've done it before, but very, if, if we were to transplant this place into Canada, it'd be shut down within hours, maybe. Maple syrup thrown on it. No Canadian jokes here. Um, I'm like his ambassador to the gun culture. You know, he yeah. walked in, he showed up a little bit early, thought it was going to be okay, and then immediately the staff come up to me and they're like, why is this guy over here talking about AK-15s, fully semi-auto? And I was like, okay, hold on, hold on. So we'll, uh, we'll get him suited. He's going to have a good time. We'll make America great again. This is mostly fake news. But what I'm, I'm in Texas, I'm almost alarmed by the amount of freedom given by where, I, where I'm from. The highways are bigger. Nobody's telling me what to do. Right. It's a, it's a little bit jarring. The mall was two floors bigger than I'm used to. Mm. 
So I don't know. I don't know what you expect from me, what other things I could expect to be alarming, but I'm just excited to shoot some guns and maybe do some other stuff. Heck off. Turn it up, Jordan.